New California case law, new California statutes, that's what I discuss in this podcast. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Ganchi. I'm a trial lawyer at Casey Gary in San Diego, and I focus my practice on TBI, brain injury cases, and trials. I'm also a total nerd about tracking new laws, as this emerging and developing info can win and lose cases. Please enjoy my podcast, The Ganchi Law Update, a Casey Gary podcast. In today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about depositions. So the first query is, does this Baroterin 2, I hope that I'm saying that last name right, or the name of that case, does the Baroterin 2 decision affect how we should notice depositions of parties to our case? In 2022, the California Supreme Court decided Baroterin 2 versus Superior Court cited as 12 Cal 5th 867, which I will also post in our show notes. The holding is important and particular as it relates to whether a party can use a deposition of a party who is unavailable for trial per California Evidence Code 1291 sub A sub 2. Prior deposition testimony would be hearsay, but hearsay exceptions and other rules may still permit use of the depo transcript. So, Starting with Evidence Code Section 1291A2, this code makes former testimony hearsay evidence admissible upon three conditions. The declarant is unavailable, the opposing party was a party to prior litigation, and the opposing party had an opportunity to cross-examine with a similar motive and interest. In the general holding of Baroterin 2, The court concludes that the statute, California Evidence Code 1291A2, articulates a general rule, not a categorical bar against admission at trial of prior testimony from a typical discovery deposition. However, the court then gives factors to consider when giving notice when serving the notice of a deposition of a party to your case. Specifically, the question is whether your notice of deposition has given the proper quote, interest and motive, end quote, similar to what your interest and motive may be for this witness deponent at trial. So what factors did the court give us here? The factors per per Baroterin 2 are, factor one, whether the parties intended at the outset that the deposition serve at as trial testimony. And the court says this, as an initial matter, the court should determine whether the parties manifested an intent to take the deposition for the purpose of preserving the witness's testimony as a proxy for trial testimony. Second factor, whether the parties subsequently reached agreement concerning use of the deposition at trial in that case or in other cases. The court then gives key practical considerations, and I'll list them out. Consideration one, the timing of the deposition within the context of the litigation and special circumstances creating an incentive for cross-examination. Regarding this consideration, the court says this, parties may not be in a position to conduct cross-examination early in the discovery process. The court also states cross-examination at trial is typically undertaken only after discovery is complete, when documents and testimony available to the parties have become known. Such cross-examination is generally conducted using the documents produced in discovery prior 
prior trial testimony and deposition testimony of both the witness being examined and other deposed persons. Consideration number two, the relationship of the deponent and the opposing party. Number three, the anticipated availability of the deponent at trial in the proceeding in which the deposition was taken and the statutory context. Consideration four, conduct at and surrounding the deposition and the degree of any examination conducted by the opposing party. Consideration four, the particular designated testimony. Consideration five, similarity of position of other lawsuits. I'll leave you with one last query. Can we just give notice of deposition that the depo will be video recorded? I'm not here to give legal advice, but give you this typical legal reply. It depends. As the court says here, standing alone, the videotaping of a deposition may not trigger a motive of interest to cross-examine, although it may be relevant it may be a relevant factor in, in combination with other circumstances. Keep in mind, per California Code of Civil Procedure 2025.220A5, if you are video recording the deposition, you must also give proper notice of that. Is the you-can-answer-if-you-know objection proper? Before I talk about this, first a shout-out to my colleagues at Casey Gary and at the Trial Lawyers College San Diego Local Working Group and also Consumer Attorneys of San Diego. These people helped me geek out on this topic and gave really solid insight. Also to Mark Kaz for writing his books, Deposition Obstruction and 30B6, Deposing Corporations, Organizations, and the Government. Both are wonderful objective resources to understand deposition law on the federal level with good insight into state-specific rules. So here's this issue. You're at a deposition, say, on a car crash case. The plaintiff lawyer is asking questions to the defendant driver, and it starts to get juicy. The questions are getting to the key issues of the case. Then the plaintiff lawyer asks a question to the deponent, and the defendant lawyer, the defense lawyer, objects, saying, Objection, lacks foundation. You may answer if you know. <laughs> Sometimes it's that glaring and that pointed. Ah, but the deponent is smart, and the deponent knows the answer. The, if the deponent knows the answer but also knows her lawyer basically is just giving a warning, don't answer this question, or um, if you don't answer this question, you could just say, I don't know. So is that proper? Is that objection, if you know, proper? First, an objection to lacking foundation is appropriate at trial but not in deposition. Here's the law per California Code of Civil Procedure, Section 2025.460, sub C. Objections to the competency of the deponent or to the relevancy, materiality, or admissibility at trial of the testimony or of the materials produced are unnecessary and are not waived by failure to make them before or during the deposition. So, the next part, can the lawyer defending the deposition play these games of, you can answer, you may answer if you know. But do we have direct California case law on this? And from my research, the answer is no, which is a surprise to me. Um, however, we do have instructive materials to at least cite to in hopes an appropriate case will be appealed to create objectively good case law. Our California guidance includes this. Coaching a deponent or suggesting answers during a deposition may violate standards of professionalism. 
This comes from LA Superior Court Rule 3.26, Appendix 3.A, Sub E, Sub 8. I'll put that site in the show notes. And is sanctionable as a discovery misuse per CCP 2023.010. And another quote from that same rule citation specifically. While a question is pending, counsel should not, through objections or otherwise, coach the deponent or suggest answers. Again, I'll put that rule citation to that LA Superior Court Rule 3.26 in the show notes. So back to our issue, this objection. Objection lacks foundation. You may answer if you know. Counsel may object to the form of the question per CCP 2025.460, but lack of foundation is not an objection to form. The you may answer if you know is coaching, not admissible at trial, and counsel should not engage in any conduct during a deposition that would not be appropriate in the presence of a judicial officer. That is a uh, quote from this case, Townsend v. Superior Court, 1998 case, cited as 61 Cal App 4th, 1431. I'll put that in the show notes. Also, um, there's another case, Tucker v. Pacific Bell Mobile Services, a 2010 case cited as 186 Cal App 4th, 1431, where the court upheld sanctions for improperly direct, direct coaching of a deponent to not answer. And that concludes this episode of the Ganchi Law Update. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and sharing. Please visit cglaw.com for further blogs case updates and news about our firm. That's CG Law, as in Casey Gary Law.com.